Hey, everybody. Fantastic show today. The morning of a CPI print, it turned things bullish for crypto. You know what that means? A lot of times when crypto is pumping, NFTs actually pull back because people would rather be out of NFTs and into crypto assets like Ethereum. Uh, So we discussed that. We discussed the mutant hound sale. Somebody sold a high value Fidenza and bought a rare mutant hound collar. We discussed whether or not that's a good trade. We also discussed the Board Ape Yacht Club announcement of another browser-based game that that is involved in this mint. So we talk about why they might have made that decision, whether it's a good decision, and the pullback on assets like Mutant Apes, Board Ape Kennel Club, and other Yuga Labs assets. All in all, it's a great episode of the show. Really hope you enjoy it. And shout out to our sponsor of today's show, which is the Kooks by Terry Urban Collection, powered by Street Lab, which is a street art NFT platform. Really dope collection. Uh, make sure that you check it out. Again, that's Kooks by Terry Urban. And hope you enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, the NFT Morning Show. We run this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10, 15 a.m. Eastern Time each and every week where we discuss all things NFT market, crypto market, stocks, finance, personal finance, uh, technology, gaming, entertainment, and everything in between. We have a juicy, juicy show for you today. Given the CPI print, I'm your host, P.O., here with my co-host, Nifty Nick, the funniest man in the business. I'm sure he'll be on the right mic before you know it. King Kicks, the intelligent degenerate. Can't wait to hear what he thinks of this print. Signal. It's, the... it's, uh, it's John Bollinger today. Oh, you're John Bollinger Hello. today. Uh, fair enough. That's okay. There we go. That's the right microphone. You're welcome. Oh, man. You're sounding silky smooth. That solved the problem. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is the NFT Morning Show. Thank you for joining. There we go. That's a nice greeting from Nick. We got Easy Eats Bodega, the, the host of GMGM Market Talk, a show that is blowing up on crypto Twitter. Uh, we got Signal, like I was saying, the author of the Nifty Daily Digest. We got Spencer back in town uh the the owner and the founder of spencer ventures institutional capital throwing its weight around in the nft space ben jammin brand new daddy uh host of a new show at 12 p.m eastern time each and every day so definitely check that out uh and then we have bunny bunny it still says that you're a two-time i know i dude i was reading the dookie dash thing all night po i was trying to study up uh my son's not even at school bell rang two minutes ago <laughs> oh my god well that's no good also let so know you got to go focus on that or you just is your like what are your priorities right now can you give i'm me here the top i'm three here aren't order? i nick i'm here this is priority one priority two is also here uh par- priority three is getting him to school Priority four is feeding my daughter. <laughs> well, I'm glad that. I mean, it sounds like you got a real uh, a real stranglehold on parenting, buddy. Uh, absolutely love to hear it. We got Node here too, the host of Node Mode. Uh, before I go any further, Nifty Nick, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. But it feels the 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 technicals on crypto. It would be hard to say that it's bearish right now. You know, it would be hard to say that kicks. Basically calling a bottom the other day at the bottom of the range. And uh, great job with that. I, I just bought $300,000 of Ethereum, Pia. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. But uh, it, does, <laughs> it, it does feel like um, I would be that, like, that's borderline the vibe that I'm getting right now. And I don't know if this is a fake out, but the line that I have drawn on my chart at the moment just indicates to me that we've broken up. And uh, just like my last relationship. And so <laughs> we're going straight to the moon. 
unlike my last relationship. So that's, <laughs> that's what I'm sort of feeling at the moment. Okay. Uh, we were joking about it before we went live that uh, Kaleo, you know, friend of the show, the, the founder of Wonky Stonks and, uh, you know, crypto Twitter personality, he's really been drinking his own Kool-Aid. He's been feeling himself these past few weeks. He's calling it Kaleo season. Uh, he's been basically talking a lot of shit about any short-term bears and posting his bullish sentiment over and over again. And uh, I mean, as you can imagine, this morning he's really on one, given uh, the the price action that we're seeing after the CPI print. Uh, Signal, how you doing? Doing good this morning, Pio. Doing very, very well. Yeah, I'm uh, ecstatic to see where crypto is right now. Uh, but this is pretty much in line with what the market came in and predicted uh, that we would be see slowing inflation. So it's not a huge surprise. And I am with Halo. It's up only at this point. And for I the see rest of 2023. for the rest of 2023 up only. I also see you're sporting a Moonbirds hat today. Do you think that Moonbirds will get swept up in all this bullish action? Well, I wore this Moonbird. Um, sorry, I took a photo of me wearing this um, Moonbird hat, uh, and I got tons of people asking me where did I get it, which is just really random because it was raining. And I just needed a hat, but they gave it at a, a proof conference when they came to Europe. Um, they were just giving them out for free, and I grabbed it. And I don't know when I. When it's, you know, it's black and when you wear all black, it, it kind of vibes. Um, so I'm sending out energy in the universe that um, moonbirds hoot hoot and go to the moon for later this year. Well, that's what I like to hear. Um, you know, I'm going to be really excited to dive into all this with Spencer now that he's back in studio in New York. He's back in town. But Spencer, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. The energy's back. The vibes are on. My bags are pumping. It's a fine morning to be alive. That's kind of how I'm feeling. Right Do you hold ETH in, in your fund? Yeah. So I, I think I tweeted about this. I've, I've been kind of a net seller of NFTs for like a, like a week or two right now because I felt very underexposed to ETH um, and thought that selling into the Yuga pump to just like have some ETH was pretty good. And that that's proven to be a pretty good trade. Yeah, dude. That this guy's making trades like Bernie Madoff makes trades. I mean, that, that like this guy just doesn't lose, you know? <laughs> My God. He's on a he's on a hot streak. Okay, we played the seven 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 song. He's on a hot streak. He's doing his thing. He's working hard. He's he's getting paid for it. Okay. If if he wants to get a Lambo, he can get a Lambo neck. Um, easy. Uh, how you doing, amigo? You've already hosted a show today. Yeah, this is you know, hosting shows is old news for easy today. You already did one. Yeah, it's good. I mean, we talked pretty extensively about the uh, Yuga Dookie Dash, so definitely dove into that, the uh, the game for their mint. And we actually had two lawyers pull up and discuss why they thought that they were going to be doing a game so that it would not be marked as security for just giving away NFTs. It was good dialogue, interesting takes. Um, Solana is a little bit cautious right now because FTX is supposedly going to be selling that 4.6 billion altcoin that they found under their couch. So... A lot of speculation on what that's going to be, uh, but yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, right now all crypto is kind of pumping, so I'm not too worried about it. Souls at 16 and a half, feels good. I mean, it, it, I, I like what you said about the legal side of things. We can dive into that later because uh, it it, 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 does, it does feel a little like okay, so we're gonna just like drop this game. Here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna they're gonna go swimming through uh, <laughs> no, the, no, no, the sewage because the, the game that they're making, you can literally find unity code for online in like half a second it's like a temple run copy is what people are speculating and it's yeah. like a copy paste. It's nothing like temple run dude bunny i i'm it's buying one of these dance. passes to kick your ass in it's the not game even set in let the you temple. hear it every day that i scored higher than you but uh yeah back to it's not game. even set in the temple okay <laughs> it's, it's so anyways 
Bunny is a biased person. It's funny because one of the floor items I'm looking at right here, uh, which was an ape, he had previously owned actually. It, uh, I thought it was one that Kix had owned, but it turns out that uh, Bunny had owned this, bought it at 0.8, sold it at 2.4. So that was a monster <laughs> trade there. Bunny, does that? Wow, I was poor, Nick, so that hurts my feelings. Franklin bought the, the, the bozo I sold it to. He held just as long as I did. He round-tripped it all the way from a half a million. Uh, he just sold that to Franklin a few no. a few days ago. I, I actually saw that. Well, he didn't round-trip it. He bought it at 2.4 ETH and sold it for 82 ETH. So it's hard to say that that's a round-trip, but I do, I do hear what you're saying um, in the sense that if maybe not selling at the top is round tripping it. Italy, incorrect use of round tripping. <laughs> Five yards. Yeah, that, that's a round trip to the moon. You round tripped it. All right, buddy, what do you think? Right. Franklin. I when I round trip uh, like eight grand to he 80K. He paper handed it's it. great. No, I, if anyone, I Franklin. I gave this guy a grail ETH, uh, a grail ape for two and a half ETH, uh, and he paper handed it somehow. So Franklin, uh, uh, also, he, he took a loss on it, though. He bought it for 82 ETH, sold it for 69 ETH. Uh, and that was a – he bought it six days ago, sold it 10 hours ago for 69 So I'm not quite sure what the move was there. I don't know if he was, like, staking for yield or something. But uh, Franklin well, – Well, Nick, I saw he immediately de he immediately deposited into Rollbit uh, when he bought it uh, from the guy I sold it to. So maybe he, he, he was doing some gambling on Rollbit and it didn't go so well. Rollbot. I, I don't understand – I, I, what what is this robot thing? I I don't know Rollbit? what the deal is. Do you not know what Rollbit is? Yeah, yeah Rollbit is a crypto gambling platform. You can deposit your ape, uh, and they give you a free thousand bucks. Um, well, they're about to sponsor us, so I am familiar <laughs> with the, with the company. But uh, how does that solve his problem? How does that justify a tenth loss? Like that's the I, I don't understand well, how that matters. last night when you get dropped the announcement for Dookie Dash, a lot of people speculated that it would be another side. It went down. I want to say as low as seventy before catching legs again back up to 77, 75. Uh, yeah. Easy. You think that's mainly because I mean, Nick, we can ask you this. Do you think it's mainly because people don't want to play the game and they see this as like I'll have the sewer pass, but I don't actually want to invest my in my time playing my game because I have other things to do, including work, family, uh, blah, 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 blah. I think yeah. that, but I think it was also the fact that there was a lot of speculation. She said Nick, by the way, there, easy. She said easy ahead, first. No. Do you want to actually ask? <laughs> Let's run the tape back. It said easy, but also Nick. So in a priority situation, first, then second. Both um, alphabetically and in order. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, easy. just saying. But I think that the speculation was that there was going to be some other side gameplay. And because like that was like even my speculation, a lot of people were hopeful of something involving that. And because now it's like, here's another mobile game. We saw what happened with the... Uh, what was the ApeCoin game that they dropped? The uh, Benji Bananas. Benji Bananas. Yeah, dude. I don't think there's a single player on that. So yep. like they're gonna. Go that ahead. one actually does have players, um, but but uh, hundreds of thousands supposedly. But <laughs> yeah. okay, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna need to see some receipts on that one, but hundreds of thousands, yeah, man. And FTX is solving again, yeah. right? Yeah, like, come on now. And FTX has $4.6 billion in assets, ladies and gentlemen, okay? Um, no, no lies here. Okay, so we're going to dive into the weather report more momentarily, um, and, and we're going to also... Hey, we didn't shout out any of these people. I was going to say we got to do that first. And, and, and I have a lot more thoughts because I didn't have the opportunity to speak, but we'll move on to shouting out the audience first. Um, uh, yeah, we have... Since we're just butchering this, you know, it's uh, JoshuaNFT.eth, an investor, Web3 Maxi, real estate manager, 
and has a picture of the Board Ape Yacht Club as the top of his profile picture or uh, uh, the top of his Twitter profile, while his profile picture is a moonbird. Is the, I mean, this guy is just flexing on people. He's just <laughs> flexing on people, saying, "Yo, you've been flexed on." He, he's flexing. We got Marco Lee. His profile picture and his banner is his dog. So you know he's a dog lover. His bio just says, I'm me. Couldn't have said it better myself, Marco. And if you like dogs, you ought to check out Bodagos because I wouldn't be surprised if you can get a little bit of a lookalike. Uh, I got one more for you, Nick, before you go. Mr. Fuel, that's at Got Fuel. So instead of Got Milk, this guy's, you know, he, he's an uh, adrenaline junkie. He's like Got Fuel. Uh, and he's saying he keeps it 100. He's obnoxiously grateful. I've met one or two people like that before, Nick, you know? I definitely have, actually. The overdoing the gratitude just falsely, you got to watch out for that. That's not true gratitude. You know, that's not, re that's not real. Okay, when you got to tweet out your gratitude, that ain't gratitude. You know, the gratitude, you feel inside. You bring that energy into the next tweet that you make, which, uh, you know, really goes after attacking an arbitrary NFT collection. Let's call it the next person, Will Hart. Will, uh, Will underscore Hart underscore four, a University of Michigan, Michigan graduate who was uh, number 17 on UMich football. Uh, my guess is he's looking for an NFL trade here or he's a model because he's not using a PFP. He's using his own face. And I'll be honest, if I had that face, I might use that as my profile picture as well. There's a reason I'm using my crypto punk there, uh, Will. So <laughs> Will's it's understandable. Got, Will's got great genetics. Uh, last one, we got Franklin Chua. Uh, he said his bio just says the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. That's deep, Franklin. That's badass. You can. Um, it's up to us to read into that. Nick, go ahead. Uh, well, we got a bunch of others here uh, to read off, which is I'm going to name everybody in the audience. <laughs> so that's going to be the show today. Um, no, uh, Al Crypto, contract entrepreneur, function learning, Bitcoin, DeFi, NFTs as arguments to that function, and it returns knowledge. So uh, he's got, he's basically a uh, entrepreneur who codes. And you know, I feel that vibe, uh, Al Crypto. I'm right there with you, man. I've been, I've been pushing some code recently, making some pull requests cleaning up some, deleting some code, which is some of my favorite pull requests to be made. And I think most engineers uh, enjoy deleting code more than anything else. It just brings a bit of joy. So that's the real question. Did you delete that function and rewrite it for 2023? Did you, did you, you know, did you start the new year fresh? And that's what you're always looking for. You got to drop that baggage, drop that dirty code, get rid of those old functions that, uh, that spaghetti code, throw it out the window. And let it stick on someone else's window while you're driving down the highway at a fast rate to your destination. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, so we're going to dive into the weather report with kicks momentarily. Just a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, today's show, like yesterday's show, is sponsored by Kooks by Terry, the NFT collection that is powered by Street Lab. Street Lab is an NFT platform for street art. Terry Urban is the artist behind Kooks by Terry. Uh, Terry Urban is a longtime DJ. He DJed for Shade 4-5 for all you hip-hop heads out there. Um, did it for decades. And 
And, uh, you know, if you check out his art at his website, he sells physical pieces for tens of thousands of dollars. And they're super, super dope. The Kooks by Terry collection, it's 2,222 pieces. They're entering their second phase of burning. In the first phase, 12 collectors burned 10 Kooks each. They were shipped one of one physicals. Um, and again, the least expensive physicals by Terry sell for 6K. You can check them out on the website. Phase two is burning five Kooks where you're going to receive a mid pass that gives access to one digital artwork every single month for all of 2023. So the deadline to burn is Friday. That's tomorrow. Um, you can learn more about kooks and about street lab by checking out the links or, or you know the tagged profiles in the tweet uh it's pinned to the top so that's kooks by terry urban on the street lab street art nft platform go ahead Dick. i mean he was here yesterday yeah uh the way that you're saying like you if you were here yesterday you know who terry urban is I mean, you, you better line, know you better so, know um the well, actually, we can go ahead on to the uh, next subject. I didn't realize that that sponsorship was be being thrown in right then, and it just completely threw me off, so I need to reset. I can tell. I, I see that you're very thrown off. Uh, so, Kix, please uh, take it away. Weather report time. You okay, Nick? <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I'm a little flustered, and I don't here, know why. Today is Thursday, the 12th of January, 2023. Open sea coming in at $13.9 million. Leaders, apes pulling back a little bit at 77. Mutants. 17.8 punks still at 66.7. We got Azuki at 16.9. Nude birds 9.2. Pudgy Wudgies 6.2. Doodles little pump there 7.8. Clone X not doing too hot these days 5.9. Over the past 24 hours we got friendship bracelets. They were knocked out of the number one spot by Nick's favorite project Mutant Hounds. After callers were burnt and the hounds revealed, community just loves the art. In an unusual move, a collector sold a Fidenza for a Mega Mutant Hound Collar, purchased at $106,000, the largest sale in Hound's history. The memes by 6529 dropped the highly anticipated Grant Young card, edition size 1420, uh, YOLO, minted at 0 .06 for the public. We saw highest sales near 1.8 ETH. Full set of season two cards, which has four cards, is already at 5.3 E. That's some cash. On the art side of the market, artist Terrell Jones, who Node spoke about last week, announced a one-minute open edition mint, a collab piece with artist Teji, and then afterwards announced his Burn to Die roadmap. This rocketed the collection up to 1.5 E. Hope you got some of that. I sure didn't. Lastly, Azuki ecosystem saw big sweeps when 26 Azukis were sold for over a half a million dollars. Both Azukis and Beans holding their highs in anticipation of anniversary news with Beans just shy of two ETH. What a trade from 0.8. Looking over at crypto, we have Bitcoin above 18K. We got ETH trying to fight for 1400 Solana, $16. Solana almost touched 17 that's your weather report. Back to you in the studio. Who the hell did that Fidenza trade? We're going to talk what? about it. 
We're going to talk about it. Before I even knew about that trade, I posted a tweet saying that Mutant Hounds were going to be 0.3 ETH within 90 days. And as you can imagine, a lot of people were upset. I think that timeline might be aggressive, but I stand by the sentiment. Uh, just some other updates, ladies and gentlemen, from the Nifty Daily Digest, which is the daily newsletter that you have to subscribe to at thenifty.com. That's T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y.com. Go there and subscribe. Uh, you're going to want to because it's a big part of our new initiative that you're going to be finding about out about soon, and you're going to be want, uh, wanting to be a part of that. Uh, first story, OG punk holder Crypto Novo has been reunited with his infamous green hat punk after repurchasing it back from the scammer using capital from the GoFundNovo campaign. So the NFT community rallying together to get CryptoNovo as punk. Love to hear about that. Uh, Yuga Labs, like we kind of discussed before Kix's weather report, is that uh, there was the, they revealed their mint news for the trial of Jimmy the Monkey, starting with Dookie Dash, a skills-based mint open to holders of a sewer pass. So definitely trying to incorporate gaming into uh, their minting process. Uh, following Twitter's job cuts last week, Coinbase shared that it's planning to reduce its headcount by around 950 employees as part of its restructuring. Uh, so more layoffs coming in the tech world, this time uh, on the Coinbase side. Obviously, that's a crypto tech company, but uh, a publicly traded tech company nonetheless. Other than that, uh, you know, we're seeing Meme Card 52 by Grant Young. I think Kix might have mentioned this, shooting up to a 1.2 ETH floor. Um, another massive X copy sale, or, or assuming it's massive, the price was not disclosed, but his first ever one of one, The Departed, was purchased by the Curated Fund. Uh, so you're seeing more and more OG X copies purchased by big-time art collectors in this bear market. Uh, other than that, we're you know just anticipating what happens after this CPI print. Uh, let's dive into it. Nick, what do you make of this morning so far, uh, and and where do you think that we're going to go from here? You seem like a gigabull on ETH all of a sudden in the short term. Where are we going from here? Uh, there's a lot of subjects to uh, cover here. Uh, the biggest one was the Fidenza one that I just brought up, uh, which is uh, less uh, market direction. Um, I think that there's uh, – I have no idea where the market goes. I don't really uh, – care which way the market goes unless I have massive exposure to it, in which case I then do uh, care about which way the market goes. Look, when uh, crypto goes up, I'm happy. Um, uh, when it goes down, I'm sad. Um, and when it, uh, as it applies to the, there's two stories there that I think are particularly relevant. We didn't get to touch on the, uh, uh, the butthole game, but we, uh, and I'd love to touch on that. Uh, but the but Love before, the uh, yeah, I want to. Anyways, uh, I'm just, so <laughs> the 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 other thing though. First, is this Fidenza for mutant hound? Great. Trade. Who was smoking that crack? Like, who did that? I mean, this art is absolutely fucking phenomenal. It is. Like, look how insane that is. Like, that's fucking. That's Although there's some like insane. weird lines and stuff like that. Like, look, how does this leg transition into the body of this? Uh, so we're. We're right now, uh, for those on Twitter, we're looking at um, like a fiery... The, the, uh, the one that sold. Hound. Yeah, the one that sold for This all that is money. the one that sold? Yes. Okay. That just looks like a dumbass trade. Unless yeah, there's... That, that's 100 grand. Easy. <laughs> okay. going to hang that on my wall. Someone... I'd some... rather... 
you can't make this up. Someone responded. So I, I put out my little spicy tweet, right? And you can't even make this up. Someone responded, great team. Okay. You, I you, mean, you know it, what I say. When people start saying the great team narrative, run for the hills. Run for the hills. Dude, like that one piece of art, there, there's some discontinuity in that one individual piece. And I can point that out with some of the others. I love the detail that they did. It seems to be heavily inspired by Bored Ape Styles. Thin borders, if any, in this one, which is a little weird. I, I don't know that I like the zero border approach. But there's also some stuff that's just weird here, like that doesn't uh, stick out to me as saying, wow, this is, this is remarkable. And this is the one that sold for 100 grand? Yes. And now they're selling it for less? Is, is it listed? Are we sure that this one sold for 100 grand? Because oh. they bought a Mega Mute in colors, which means they would have had to redeem it. Okay, yeah. sorry. That one sold for 2070. That's my bad. Yeah, uh, so go to the, the Mutant Hound colors, not by Nova Labs. They're two separate collections. Yep. Just, just on this point, Pierre, what you said about um, it going, did you say it went to, you think it's going to go to zero in 90 days? No, Is that what no, said? I said point three. I just threw like a realistic price prediction. I don't. Like honestly, I don't see uh, dogs going in in ninety days going under. I'm going to say point five because I think they have the same hill to climb that Jenkins and Valet had to do. It's just you start from the bottom, you build the community, and you keep like you keep building the law, keep building something like a product or like how they have the book um, for Jenkins and Valet. They like they need to do the same, and they're starting from a much stronger place than Jenkins and Valet. They they like had to start from zero, basically. Here you've got an established ape community that loves um, the founder there and what they're doing. And I think that price is going to hold. And you see that the precedent for that is you see it in collections like um, Doodles, even Moonbirds, where people look at that price and it's like, how can it be at that price? Well, because there's a very strong community of believers who think that project's going to go somewhere in, in 12 months. I don't think these go under 0.5 in 90 days. So... I, I mean, I like the price action on this. Pio, is there some attributes on this that make this hound collar rare? Well, it, it definitely doesn't look like all the others. I'll tell you that it's, much. It's mega. So this is the mega hound collar. Does that wallet that bought it also have like another Fidenza or something? Let's and also, I, I there there must be like some inside information here that's being used for this trade. Like someone must assume that uh he's got a well, journey crypto asset um but you can look at the activity and see if there was something more they also bought that homepage uh membership thing that was on OpenSea with the girl's butt that like started as the promotion wtf no 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 there was a video when you went to the uh OpenSea oh, homepage the of the girl walking into the pool and it, it was a little bit jarring just in the sense that it wasn't the average uh OpenSea homepage they're getting creative. Uh, you can't fault them for that. But um, uh, regardless, I, I can't believe they sold a Fidenza for, for this mutant hound collar unless there's some inside information. So you have to wonder, what is it? Like, people don't act that irrational. Like, I, ju I just don't think that, like... Oh, yeah, they 100% they did. I remember someone that uh, sold their board ape to sweep uh, Qual Intelligence Agency rares. So, I mean, like, it 100% happens for okay, sure. But th at that point in time, that actually, when that happened, that may not have actually been so stupid because Board Ape Yacht Club wasn't like a 50th floor sort of situation. It, it was like you may have made, like, a 10x on it, and then you were, like, that was in trading season, so they probably thought, that there was like an opportunity there. 
That one actually feels more rational. In hindsight, it was a bad trade, but I don't know that it was like as irrational. Like Fidenza's equal amounts of of like the koalas were pumping then too. Yeah. Uh, it was a short pump. Thank you, Gary V. Really appreciate that. You're also I think like that- looking at this like from a perspective, like the founder of this project, Lior, his fund invested in Yuga. So on top of it, there's definitely connections and ties. The speculation is that they already have the SDK for other side. So building early and being able to do something there, which ties into it. This item and asset is deflationary. So they've already burned 5,000 of the 10,000. So the supply squeeze is imminent. On top of it, this is the second that sold for 70 plus ETH. So I think this person is just taking a speculative bet that it's, it'll go up 10, 20. Years. I mean, what's a Fidenza when you own 10? You know, you throw a little Fidenza here, a little, a little Fidenza there. there. I think it's up for one reason easy. Uh, this price is up for one reason because Nick Pio and I fudded it at 0.6 ETH. They inverse Kramer traded us. And I now told Nick and Pio to go mint theirs, and they said, why would I take a 0.05 profit? <laughs> No, I mean, I, I just personally um, typically will stay away from like derivative anything. Um, and then now that I'm hearing the great team narrative, I just, I personally am not going to buy in. I'm not saying it's bad. And uh, my take was just simply like a, an, it's an aggressive bearish prediction. Um, but I don't think anything's wrong with it. Obviously, people are getting mad because they own the asset and, and nobody, you know, I see people getting mad in the comments like literally right now, which is pretty typical. Spencer has his hand raised. I would be very curious to hear what Spencer. Uh, one, one quick question thing okay. to say the, the partnership with yuga narrative to me is one that uh really is a trade that we're going to continue to see uh across the market over the coming years and that's the one that i think is uh is a big narrative and the potential that uh i, I think makes it different than um some of the others jenkins the valet was spawned out of board api club has close relations with Board API Club, but I don't know. Like, do they have a partnership with Board API Club? Is a different story. This one, without any sort of uh, denial of a partnership, that's like sort of the the like narrative here, and I think that's interesting. Anyway, Spencer, what were you going to say? Yeah, I think I'm very skeptical. Of, I, I, like, I think that people were making bets because like, it's it's not a coincidence the sale happened before the day before we learned about like how this new Yuga Mint was going to happen. I think people were like making bets that the new Yuga Mint was going to be a partnership with some other projects, um, etc. You know, was it the people from the original Other Side video? Was it these mutant hounds? Um, and I just don't think that's going to be the case. And the reason is there's so many different Yuga assets now, especially with them having acquired 10KTF, that they have to like bring some love to. That like Why would they be promoting these other projects? And the thing that was weird to me about this trade is there's so many other like collections where you could buy like an equivalent to a Mega Mutant for so much cheaper than what they paid for this. Like, with higher floors, like right? a Zuki, so like, for example, a Pudgy. Yeah, uh, you could get you could get gold Azukis. You couldn't get a Spirit Azuki, but like you could get gold Azukis. You get gold Pudgies. You could get like like what you could get. You could have gotten like a floor actual board ape. Like I just it's 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 a strange trade to me. Maybe it would have paid off super well, but like usually you see rares trade at 10x floor, and this traded at like way more than 10x floor, right? Because the floor was two ETH, so 10x floor would have been 20. So you saw this trade at like 80x floor. And so like if the floor of mutant hounds pumps to like six to ten ETH, even then like 10x on the floor is still like, you know, like let's say it let's say that the floor three X, like it's then maybe this is a reasonable trade in terms of price, usually for like a rare in a collection. I don't know. 
it just made no sense to me. Um, but but also like people make a lot of trades, especially around Yuga related things that feel kind of irrational. Yeah. We saw that with well, like Ranga too. And I think what the bet here is maybe this person is saying exactly that, which is, hey, um, that like if an announcement comes out that they are partnered with Yuga, these are going to pump like crazy. That said, we, you, 10KTF got bought. I don't know that the floor on 10KTF has moved that much. And so uh, that thesis is a, it is a very high-risk trade, and it feels like uh, a net loser of a trade for me. And, and you got rid of a grail of a grail. It's like punks, fidenzas. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. There's a limited subset of things that you'd end up wanting to, to like that are at the pinnacle of NFTs. Um, the pinnacle of but, generative art in that case, which when I talk about is one of the three things, right? Cartoon animal picture, cartoon humanoid picture, generative art collection. Those are like the three things that the market favors the most. And you got rid of basically the best one or one of the best ones in that category. And then you went with it. This is a cartoon animal picture, but I don't think as a profile picture, this one seems it, to be as strong as like an Azuki. For example, it's not even a PFP. It's a dog. Like that's the thing that's so ludicrous. This is being valued like it's essentially part of the the uh, Yuga ecosystem when it's not. It's mispriced. Like that's the bottom line. It's overpriced at the at this level. They they they'd have to announce something just absolutely insane. But this is um, <coughs> this is an awful trade here. That said. The collars continue to pump, but that's because they're the 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 um, uh, mint pass sort of uh, uh, deflationary item. But I just don't see this as a good trade. It's it's uh, it hit its peak. Did I miss out on one point five ETH or one point seven five ETH? Yeah, I did. But <laughs> and, um, and, and am I right understanding this? It wasn't like an actual trade. This person sold a Fidenza bottom mutant. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I think, like Nick, what you're saying, um, I definitely agree it's a very unusual trade, very unusual. But I do think that if there is significant news, this collection will move, mainly because um, newer collections tend to move on announcements. But older collections, you need a bigger announcement every time to get the collection to move. Mm -hmm. So they have like time on their side in that they're young. Uh, but established collections, you see it all the time. I mean, you come out with like... Eight, I mean, there's just so many examples of, of it in the market. Um, so I do think there is um, like a momentum here that that like that will react to news. So, uh, well, I want to cover the the board ape uh, news, which is a, a which is an even bigger story than this. Let's do it real quick. Stupid mutant hound collar collection. L which last thing, you know, you brought up like 10 KTF and stuff and how the market didn't favor an actual acquisition, right? Not a speculative act. Like literally we acquired 10 KTF is what Yuga came out and said. And the market was like, ah, we don't really care. It's because the market has never favored 10 KTF besides I think one moment when the floor went up to like 1.5 ETH and then obviously it aggressively pulled back. And everyone on this show remembers when we waited like five months for it to go from like 0.15 to 0.3. Like it took so long for 10 KTF to pump. And it's because the market just didn't care for clothes that you can't wear anywhere in any metaverse yet that have other people's profile pictures on them, like clothes and backpacks and hats and shoes and blah, blah, blah. However, in five years, if other side is a you know humongous hit and there's a bajillion users on it, 
and the 10 KTF assets give you a real edge in that platform, however they end up working that out, then you could see 10 KTF being like grail in-game assets. And I then the- 10 KTF pumps here, to be honest. You, you said you do? Yeah, with the G tags, they're going the PFP route and basically eliminating exactly what you're talking about. And so that's different though. Assets, yes, but they're burning the asset that you're talking about why the floor is going down. So this is where I think so leaving realizing yeah. that you get rid of these assets with other people's PFPs. And now these G tags are actually at like a 0.6 and they fluctuate from 0.5 up to 0.8. So you can almost swing trade these constantly. Like we're already seeing that price action happen time and time again. And now you, all these Genesis day packs and stuff are getting eliminated. So like, yeah, it's working. I'm not saying I'm not saying that a PFP by 10 KTF wouldn't be favored by the market because that's basically a Beeple PFP that'll be favored by the market. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like the backpacks and the shoes have not been. Um. Anyway, Nick, uh, go ahead, take it away, please. I well, you, you want to get I, to the next thing? Yeah, I just wanted to discuss the uh, board eight uh, story here with the uh, with the the butthole game. Um, I'm like on the fence with this one, uh, in the sense that like, well, I, I actually found joy watching some of the stuff that they were doing. And even if it is a unity game, just off the shelf, it, I mean, it, look, it's not an other side game and I wasn't expecting it to be the, the, uh, the side that the lawyers easy that you were mentioning, um, came on and talked about them doing this to make this a skill based mint, uh, is, is definitely, I can see that being. Uh, a legal thing, and then also the integration of ApeCoin as a bonus. Can you imagine paying that much for a ten-minute bonus on any other game? Like it's two Ape per uh, for the bonus. That seems like pretty bonkers. You're paying fifteen or ten dollars. Like go go into an arcade and drop ten dollars <laughs> on one one game that you're playing. That's crazy. Like that's just like a, an absurd uh, number. I think the real the reality is is. We'll each do it twice, though, right? Like, you'll do it once to see what the impact is that it has. You'll play the game. You get decent at the game. What I'm actually more interested in, and, and uh, the real opportunity here, the real trade is, is to launch a job board for people that want to play uh, for me and uh, every other ape and mutant holder. I was going to say, the Axie Infinity grinders are like, you know, coming. they're coming out of the woodwork now. They're like, I'm ready to grind. It was, it was the joke I made yesterday about uh, it, about f uh, hiring a bunch of Philippine workers be because that's literally what happened. That was the Axie Infinity trade, yeah. which immediately like imploded. But the, the distinction there was the uh, Axie trade, you at least had – the way that that worked was you would give that wallet to the other person. Uh, I, in this case, I need someone in my house trading uh, essentially – uh, playing the game for me. I guess I could do a warm I got a wallet. I questions for you, Nick. One, one is, do you have to own any Board Ape Yacht Club assets to like play the game? And you can buy the pass. No, so buy the, the pass, pass is given right? to you, and you can yeah, sell you can the just sewer get the pass. pass once released. So you could sell the sewer pass. Someone can, and then like how you do in the game is applied to the sewer pass. So you could like buy a sewer pass, get yes. first place, and then sell it for a profit, yes. and then run up another uh, sewer pass. Yeah, exactly. Now, each you, sewer pass has a tied score to it. You can't you can't sell it until the game has completed. So then it's attached to. But actually, I don't know. So like, what when you transfer the uh, the the game pass after you've played? Let's say you play it, you run it up, and now I transfer it to Easy. His account will reset to zero. So it's, it's you can't like buy and sell the 
the you can't find solve the score until it seems like maybe afterwards. Uh, ben, do you know about that? Yeah, people in the chat are saying that the scores yeah, they are give tied you a to the week. wallet. Yeah, you could play um, until February 8th, and then there's a week until the 15th when the summoning happens. But they did mention that um, the scores are tied to wallets, so it's going to be really interesting to see. But I think that has to do more with like if you have multiple passes in your wallet um, like because it ties to the pass. But I'm curious if it also registers to your wallet itself. So like if you have multiple passes that you use, you know, that there's probably going to be metadata tied to that, but also it's going to register your wallet as having a high score so that if you sell one of your passes, you know, it, it might just register your wallet as having that score. Um, so you can apply to one of the other passes or something that, that part of it is not entirely clear, but there is apparently going to be a week after everything closes for there to be tradeability until the summoning on the 15th where they turn into a quote-unquote power source. So, uh, and, and is it a side-scroller game or like a runner platform game? What is it? I, it looks it's, like it's it, a, it, a browser-based game, I would I would guess. But, yeah, it's um, going to be Temple Run. Yeah, it's it, like, <laughs> like if literally you look, yeah, it's like a, a Temple Run. Right, yeah. <laughs> temple Run in a sewer. Well, thanks for the insight, Ben. I was about to say something. Yeah, and then I want to... yeah um, uh, Ben, I was going to ask, do you think uh, after they become tradable, they dump and then there'll be usage throughout the year. And so we'll see it as a potential play that you like, like this is going to have ongoing utility throughout the whole year. Cause I, this is how I understand how Yuga have sort of um, uh, announced, like this is an ongoing thing. It's not just a January mint. There'll be other stuff happening in a year. And do you think sewer pass will have uh, more utility down the road? Yes, I do. And they did say something like that. The only thing that um, I'm thinking is that the summoning itself may be, like an optional burn kind of thing, like, you know, we're seeing with the hounds or like the Ranga black boxes. So there, there may be a decision um, based on short term versus long term. And I'm sure we'll get some more information to come out, but yeah, they, they did say that the sewer passes will be able to be used in some fashion in the future. Board ape uh, kennel club dumping on the news at 9.15 ETH right now off of the peak. It was up to nearly 12 ETH. Uh, like we discussed, the uh, expected value uh, was not was not positive, and uh, and selling board ape assets into those sorts of pumps generally the right move. Am I still holding? Damn right, because I never make a move like this. Uh, but the, the it it the it, it is the expected outcome. I mean, here's the thing. I think we got to give like props to like Yuga Labs because they're they're kind of like setting the pace. And and have to constantly be like innovative, right? And whenever you change something up, there's going to be like positives and like negatives. I think like playing NFTs and trading NFTs is a game in and of itself. So I think a lot of people that are in NFTs like playing that game, not necessarily like a grinding a browser scroller to you know get a higher like rarity in the mint. Um, so when, I mean, when you'd never play a browser scroller outside, you never play that game any other, you know, yeah, any other time. And then you also, if it's like too easy of a game, you're like, are people botting it or what's happening? Like just me personally, like, you know, I like just equal access mints where like you mint in and you have a chance of getting rare. It's like, I don't even like now that there's like different types of like Ranga boxes where like all of the super rares are like a different box. Like I like it when it's just like a fair mint in, but like 
people are always going to be negative towards like change, right? Like if you remember back in the day, people used to freak out when Facebook would change like the the home screen. They'd be like, this is, I can't find anything. Why would these <laughs> idiots change anything? So like, you know, there's always going to be fun around like innovation, but I think it's, yeah, I think it's cool that they're like trying new things and they're, you know, experimenting with like new different ways to do mint. So I think like, you know, you know, prop props to them for like doing something different than just cookie cutter. And I want to throw to Fran in a second because I know Fran, uh, you know, participates in all of these. I think he was one of the uh, top players for a period in the last game uh, for Board Ape Club, Benji Bananas or whatever. So I'm excited to hear from Fran. He always welcome to have him on the show. Just want to remind everybody uh, today's show, like yesterday's show. If you if you were here yesterday, you heard from Terry Urban, very talented artist, longtime. DJ for Shade 4-5 uh, for all you hip-hop heads out there. It's sponsored uh, by Terry and powered by Street Lab, which is the NFT platform that's focused on street art. So if you check out the tweet that's pinned to the top, we're talking about the Kooks by Terry collection. The art is super, super dope. Um, like I mentioned, Terry's a longtime uh, DJ. He ended up creating remixes that received praise from big-time musicians like Jay-Z, uh, Coldplay, Drake, uh, and public enemy number one, Kanye West. Kanye West. <laughs> Um, his work has sold, his physical work has sold for as much as 50 grand. We were going through the work that sold on his site, ton of six grand sales, 10 grand sales left and right. Collectors uh, that burned 10 kooks in the first phase of the burn received a physical artwork. This burn that's closing this Friday entitles you to basically a pass that gets you one piece of digital work per month. Um, so we're seeing that trend on the art side of the NFT market. Uh, you know, Terry's got a 142,000 followers on Instagram, over 230,000 on TikTok, strong social media presence. And if you listen to yesterday's show, you know he definitely um, you know, has a solid vision for his NFT collection. So shout out again to today's sponsor, Kooks by Terry Collection, powered by Street Lab, the platform for street art focused NFTs. Check out the tweet that's pinned to the top. Nick, looks like uh, you want to jump in? Yeah, Terry, Terry knew uh, that it was time to dump the uh, Board Ape Kennel Club, <laughs> and he definitely exited the top. That guy never misses a trade. It's one of the most <laughs> annoying things of Terry is he's just a visionary as it applies to both art and trading. Uh, and I was uh, just envious and jealous of him uh, as it applied to that. If there was any asset that I owned in this ecosystem, actually, there would have been two that I would have traded pre this announcement. Would have been my mutants, which I'm assuming pulled back as well. Did they? Uh, I don't know what, what the floor is at right now on mutants. Like and then 17 the, and a half. Damn. Nick, Nick is literally like Bernie Madoff. He's checking the tape, yesterday's tape, and then saying what he would sell. He's like, yeah, I would, I, I you know, I would have sold my mutants at the Pico. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, but I mean, it was what I was saying, and I'm, I'm, I'm now kicking myself only because uh, it would have been, it would have yielded me. You know, a nice like it would have paid for the apartment for the year. You know, like just a, a quick twenty grand extra uh, sitting in the sitting in the bank. Why? Why wouldn't I? The like, dog why or the mute? Pick that up. The combination of both. I'm just saying the difference. No, no, no. I'm saying the the level above. Mm -hmm. Like I would I would buy back into the dogs. I would buy back into the mutants. I still want those assets. It's just I don't care about which one that I have mm -hmm. outside of the fact that like. The one I have is actually decent on the mutant side. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think um, there's whatever. There, there's There's been a trade, and the trade always is selling to those pumps. My biggest concern is 
what uh, that said, th this sort of like post information dump, I think the what we're getting toward is what the true net value is of um, these NFTs. And like I said, they were previously valued at like over 10 ETH was kind of how I was seeing it. And that's just way too high. Um, and I, I'm curious to see, it'll be interesting to see on the gaming side, what uh, once these passes come out, what they start selling at. My guess is the floor on this is closer to like three ETH or something like that makes much more sense at, at, at a uh, highly like uh, speculative value. I think three ETH seems generous. Um, yeah. I think the lowest ones will be closer to like one ETH or something like that because there's not even like what the, the long-term plan isn't even associated with it in contrast to other deed and the floor on that's more like 1.5. I'm also guessing that other deed has had a retracement as well. Um, a little bit like 10%. Nick, quick they, question they moved for the you. Least. Other dude barely moved. They lost like 0.03 in price. Okay. 1.5 yesterday, now 1.46, 1.47. How, how are the codas doing also? I don't look at those because they're <laughs> extremely illiquid. You got to look at the floor asset. Where is their actual liquidity? Um, I don't know. Code someone's tweeting at me. Yeah, I mean, a sale every day, two days. Say, what were you going to say? Yeah, sorry. I wonder, Nick, you said something really interesting yesterday that um, we didn't really talk about. You said you think this is the last airdrop from Yuga and after this they move to collectability. I mean, both Nick and Pio, you have, you know, Yuga assets. Like, how does that change your outlook at all in terms of, the, like, how long you want to hold these assets? And do you so, think, like, you're going to end up round tripping or do you think these assets actually go up long term if... If it's like if there's a world where this is just pure collectability now. Well, I'm not gonna round trip because I bought the ape for 0.65, so that's not going to like occur. And I'm getting just airdrop uh money essentially. I'm gonna get two of these passes. So but do I think that's a uh if I was actually aggressively trading this, I would have sold everything uh inside of outside of like my punk um on the Yuga side of things and then bought back in at a later date. And more importantly, what would be interesting here is um, now I could potentially take a tax write-off uh, if I now I'm buying at a higher price. That would have been the better trade because anything that I trade now over where I bought is a long-term capital gain. So uh, it would actually be a better thing. Yeah. That's why I always top buy just for like, you know, you always want to have some tax loss harvesting like in the yeah. bank. Nick, really quick, just wondering, are you left or right-handed? Left. Cool. Oh, wow. We're left-handed buddies. I love that. And do you consider yourself like small, medium risk or large, extra large? <laughs> uh, with risk? Oh, risk. risk. risk oh, yeah. I, have a small, I have a small risk. Okay, cool. Well, I'm shipping off Amazon a, a, a brace-up carpal tunnel wrist brace for men and women. Uh, since you're going to be grinding this this game uh, coming out, and <laughs> I know that you don't play many desktop no. games, so I want to make sure that you know you don't have a wrist flare up or something after playing this for a couple weeks. So Franelations actually uh, said that he would play it for what was it? Uh, I don't know how many ape coin. I got to scroll back to find in the comments. What? How much? Two hundred ape. Two hundred. So it's a hefty price, friend. Yo, that that price hey. just went up big time. Do you want a shitty video gamer? Wait, here's you the deal. Do it for hundred fifty ape, Fran. I don't want easy's gameplays. Uh, Fran oh, was actually outscore Nick. Fran Ooh. was on the leaderboard last time, and uh, with the 
whatever that game was where the grand prize was a bong. Um, and so uh, if he's dominating that, I can't imagine how, how, how well he's going to play this time. Fran? Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited for, uh, for this game. One thing to note is the fact that um, if you don't uh, get a score above zero, uh, I'm guessing you don't qualify for the next mint. And a lot of people are uh, kind of, you know, uh, selling the assets now because this item isn't exactly what they wanted. Well, really, the end goal here is still that power source, um, which is likely going to be for something like mechs or something like this. So this is more like a transitional period, really. And the end goal is still the same, is the next asset. And so it is pretty funny to see um, the slight FUD going on now, uh, not really realizing the, uh, I guess, um, uh, full scope of this uh, mint process and so we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out I, I know people are asking if the mint pass will have uh, future utility um, on the uh, on the site it does show a, a chart and it seems like there's phases here and so if you're not playing the game and keeping up with these phases that initial pass might not have value if it's not uh, it, it's it's claiming here like evo one evo two so if you're not like evolving these passes with the gameplay uh it, it might not have uh, value later on so just some things to think about um, um uh, with this whole minting process yeah i mean appreciate the insight uh nick you were gonna say something uh yeah the only thing i was gonna say is uh uh, unrelated to this, actually, I was just feeling the the energy uh, on the art side of things. But we can come back to that in a minute. But what I would say is, if you got any like good artists that uh, you think uh, deserve promotion, post them in the comments um, of my recent tweets asking about uh, which artists uh, do you like, because we got some uh, big promotions coming up um, for at the beginning of February, and more importantly. If you like art, if you like, uh, if you and if you like NFTs, these two things go together. You're going to want to get on the newsletter at thenifty.com. Like if you if you're not on that list yet, uh, you're you're smoking as much crack as that guy who traded a Fidenza <laughs> for a mutant hound collar. I'm just saying, like that guy, bad move, missing signing up for this. Probably the worse. same. Uh, pr probably yeah, maybe 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 worse. Yeah. So if you're not on that list. Sign up at thenifty.com. Uh, there's a number of things that we have dropping uh, and initiatives that we have dropping. Uh, I tweeted the other day about uh, how Q1 for, uh, for the Nifty is a big... Um, we, we have multiple initiatives. We got Bodagos dropping. We got our PFP dropping. And we got this other project dropping first week, uh, probably first week in February, maybe even before. And, and all I'm saying is you want to be on the list before that actually happens. Uh, am I saying that you're going to have the same sort of wealth generated from if you had bought a board ape at 0.65? No. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm saying kind of. There's Yuga Labs, and then when you look in across the market and you say, what's the next... You know, what's the next business in this space? What's the next company? What's the next brand that's going to rise above to that level? A lot of people are saying pudgy penguins. The creeps community would say creeps. I'd probably disagree. <laughs> They've lost me money so far on my trade. And so I'm just going to just say probably not them. I would lean into our community. And that's the one that I would go check out. Grab a nifty portal while you're at it after you signed up for the newsletter. May help as well. I'm just saying... Uh, this is not financial advice. 
uh, I would never give financial advice, but I'm just saying, maybe give it a go. Don't, don't, don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. <laughs> Anyways, that was it. Uh, back to the uh, board ape butthole situation uh, that we were discussing. Um, look, this, it, this pumped the market. The real thing that a lot of people were saying was this feels like this may be a short-term pump here uh, that the market has not fully turned around. I see ETH t retesting the uh, same levels that I've been uh, monitoring, which, is, which are just straight-up key levels. We're also still riding the top of the Bollinger Bands here. Uh, John Bollinger uh, has been monitoring this as well over here, and uh, he had called it a week ago. He'd said this was uh, ETH was going up at least basically to fourteen hundred, something like that, and it ba or thirteen fifty, and it went straight past that level, and uh, that's where we're at now. John, uh, how you feeling? Yeah, um, what I like to say about the Bollinger Bands is, you know, sixty percent of the time it works every time, <laughs> and that's 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 good math. Um, yeah. I, I, I like that. Uh, I got nothing else to say about that. Congratulations I, I, on your trade. I think, like, part of me thinks that we're just replaying the July-August playbook uh, of last year. If y'all remember, that's when ETH went, like, on a monster run from 1,200 to, like, 2,000. Um, and the same thing happened in, like, equities as well. Like, a bunch of equity equities, like, pumped. It was, like, a really, it, you know, we, we basically were down only until, like, July. And then we made a big move up July through August in equities and crypto. Um, and then we inevitably had some bad economic data, yada, 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 and then kind of like rolled back down. So like part of me thinks that we may just be replaying that playbook, which would mean that like, you know, the Fed meeting coming up in February could be that like toppy um, catalyst, um, you know, or, or the bottoms in like, you know, who, who the fuck knows really? I don't know. But I, I do think that there's a lot of potential for like upward momentum. I think, you know, we kind of forget that uh, ETH was at 1600 like a month and a, you know, two months ago. And it was moving. It, it went from like, it was in the 1300 range. It cranked up to 1600. And then we had all the FTX fallout and it just absolutely like tanked. So um, we, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I, I'm definitely holding, hoping for some more upside, but. I think like the next year, you know, is probably a, like a trader's market, like a stock picker's market, choppy market. Like, I, I'm not convinced it's like, you know, up only from here. But, you know, I do think that there's a little bit upside. It feels it feels treacherous. Um, and uh, like right now with this board ape situation, the overextension on this one, it's not as big of a run. And we're seeing smaller and smaller and smaller runups with each of these different uh, with each of these different drops. That to me is the only thing that's uh, uh, concerning. What's cool is observing their execution. They they're basically always at the forefront. They they've released games and stuff before pretty much any other project. They've they've re now they've released a second game. Then they then you eventually have other deeds coming up. And I keep seeing tweets about. Uh, various things that they've created. It was weird. They they took like a Fortnite uh, glider mm -hmm. and like put it in the game. Did you see that video? But the, uh, it was weird that they, it looked like an exact replica of a Fortnite one. But the uh, and maybe that was intentional. But yeah. the the bottom line is, it, it doesn't feel 
like uh, this, this, and this pump that we just lived or that we're living through right now and may continue. I, I think we may see like, usually the way these things happen is we see like a, a double top, um, with, 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 uh, uh, these NFT pumps. We're, we're, I feel like we're going through the first retracement right now. That's going to, that's going to go down. It'll get pumped again. And then, uh, and then I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the bullish catalyst is at this moment or the overall NFT space. And that's the thing that I'm waiting uh, to sort of see and figure out, like, wh what will that be? And, and the one bear case for ETH, if you wanted to make a bear case at this price, is that the, you want to hear the the tops of the last four tops uh, for Ethereum, 2,000, then 1,800, then 1,600, and now we're at 1,400. Well, yeah, I actually have a line drawn on my chart here, which has been a descending triangle. I can pull this up real quick and uh, show uh, uh, share this. But um, the bottom line is uh, I, I think that um, it, it'll be interesting to see if, if we can uh, break above and sustain. Uh, this is where we were at. Um, I had this uh, triangle in the levels that you were just mentioning, kicks. I see up here at like, yeah, 2000. I see another one at 1650. And now the real question is, as we saw uh, it, in all these scenarios, it rode the Bollinger Band up for a nice little run. Um, and each of these, they lasted at least like a week or two. I think we may have a little more uh, pump in this uh, in, in this particular run, um, but I'm, I'm not sure how long that lasts. Uh, but... It'll, it'll be interesting to see. Um, right now, though, what you were talking about with the uh, various levels, I'm looking for a break at this point. If you can get above 1429, that's that's a nice run. Um, for those that are on the uh, uh, Twitter audience, I have uh, a bunch of my um, levels pulled up here, which are uh, always ridiculous to look at. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm interested to see, will it, will it go past 1429? I don't know. Um, and that, and that's the, that's the run that we're looking for. It came pretty close to it around 1420. Uh, and so, and then it bounced off of that. So I'm pretty much at this point, just waiting to see, do we get like a retest, which is the way that it usually happens. We bring it down. Um, and, and then we get a bounce up that, that would be the most bullish thing. And we did get that on the hourly. Uh, this is a, this is a pretty nice thing. Buying here at like 1370, 1380 may not be a bad uh, trade. We get uh, the retest and then we get the the, the rip up. It, it's it's a nice looking chart, man. Uh, and uh, and so I'm interested to see how that happens. If that rips, it's bad for NFTs. The news from Yuga was not matching the expectation of where the prices were at, and it can't. It just couldn't. That was what we discussed yesterday. There was no possibility that it was going to never that, does. Like, these things are going to be worth 10 ETH. Like it just, it just isn't. And then you come out with a butthole surfing game, <laughs> which good band. Uh, and so I think that that, um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I think it's actually pretty cool. I think the brand that Yuga is building, shout out to them for actually building something that's interesting. That's, you know, uh, that, that's questionable. Um, but they take risks. No fucking comment, dude. <laughs> uh, uh, but but yeah. Anyways, I I'm I'm interested to see uh, where where this goes. But we're we're in treacherous territory for NFTs at the moment. That's that's sort of the vibe that I have. I think Spencer is selling that he was saying. 
um, was spot on. Honestly, Spencer's been uh, just making great calls left and right, and I'm wondering, is it time to start fading this guy? <laughs> just, just by law of statistics. So look, we got Clemente on stage. Uh, Clemente has his hand raised. Uh, what's going on? Hey, yeah, I wanted to actually on this note of like, hey, are we are we in a top here? Is it time to start selling some NFTs? I'm wondering if this Azuki one year anniversary, it feels like, hey, what what can they possibly deliver here that would make this continue to pump? Uh, like beans, for example, are up 116% over the last 30 days. Uh, they're almost at a two ETH floor. And what's on my mind, I'm, I'm looking at the Azuki's Twitter and they, they are pretty... Uh, like they've been retweeting people's like one year anniversary tweets, and I, it just doesn't seem like some announcement's going to come out. It's going to blow people away. And the fact that Azuki's been pumping, I think it's almost at a seventeen ETH four. I'm like, okay, if you're have you have any exposure to Azuki, seeing what happened to Yuga, you you need to take profits at this point. And and uh, kind of, I'm I'm bearish for the next couple of weeks here, uh, but I'm curious what what you guys think and maybe what you'll be watching for here. I'd love to know, Spencer, what do you think about that? I mean, I like the comparison to Yuga going into this. I, Spencer, you're a big holder of beans, and I believe you do have some some really dope Azukis. I don't know. What do you think about Clemente's commentary on Azuki specifically going into this anniversary? You know, I, I think it's kind of interesting, right? Because we saw the whole, like, Yuga mar like, lead the market for a while. But Azuki, like, there's never really been speculation that Azuki, like, was part of Yuga. And I think, like, of all the collections, Azuki is the least Yuga correlated. I've been selling a fair number of beans into this pump, but like, I don't know. I, I think that like Azuki has an opportunity here to like do something. Cause I think the expectation from a lot of people is that Azuki is just kind of a vibe project. Like it's not really going to do much. If they ever break that expectation, it could be really big. And like, this is a good moment for them to do it. I'm just, I'm just kind of curious to see where it goes, but honestly, like, you know, it, it's just interesting to see, right? Like when, Azuki hit 16 ETH at $1,200 ETH. Like, it was the same price as just, like, the, the before FTX collapsed, right? Like, I think you can say, oh, this is that's happening right now. But really, everything just kind of went back to, like, pre-FTX prices. Now, we see a little bit of an uptick in ETH. Um, and, and so, like, you know, as per usual, like, when ETH goes up, people are selling to catch the ETH run. Like, I, I don't think that there's anything that makes me that bearish here. It's, it's just, like, I don't know. I, I think Azuki, like... If there's any project that like macro could like that could that could compete with with board apes in terms of like being like the top NFT product, the like only one that I like, and I've had a conversation with a couple people about this. Like the only one that I think in like going into the next bull run could be positioned to be like a serious competitor to board apes as of right now is like probably Azuki, right? And that's the bet that a lot of people are making is they like if you don't want Yuga exposure, it's the only way to have like decreased Yuga exposure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Um... You know, this you played it right selling into this pump. I think that's something that we all should have been doing. I wonder what the all-time high or the local high of mutants in US dollar terms was on this pump. Maybe 27, 28K. Right now, it looks like they're closer to 25 and probably continuing to pull back. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, just a reminder that the sponsor of today's show is Kooks, a project by Terry Urban, very talented artist. Cookie fellas. Join, join us on the show yesterday, um, you know, empowered by StreetLab.io, StreetLab being an NFT platform for street art. 
So Kooks by Terry is Terry's first digital fine art collection, 2,222 unique pieces initially. They've already had one burn. The second burn is closing out tomorrow, Friday. Uh, so basically collectors with this collection are presented with the, the digital versus physical dilemma in the art world, it's a dilemma on whether you're going to keep them digital or you're going to accept physicals. Terry, of course, his physical selling for thousands of dollars, as much as 50K, but plenty of $6,000, $10,000 sales for physical canvases. Nick uh, was getting FOMO that he didn't have the physical canvases yesterday. So that was always great to see. Um, you know, So collectors have to decide, are they going to uh, transform their kooks into a physical or do they believe that digital is the high value format of the future? Uh, so kooks are a reference to surfing. Uh, you know, so if you're, if you're a surf, if you're a surf bum, uh, then definitely check out kooks, check out streetlab.io. If you look at the drops, uh, all the drops have really good supplies, which I think on the art side is really important and kind of shows that they understand the market. They've been selling out a ton of stuff. Um, and they joined us yesterday, uh, did a fantastic job of presenting the project and actually, uh, you know, discussing kooks. A portion of the proceeds are going to be do donated to the surf rider foundation, which is an organization that focuses on fighting for plastic reduction, ocean protection, beach access, coastal pre preservation and clean water, which obviously is a cause that everybody can get behind. So once again, check out the tweet that's pinned to the top. Kooks by Terry is the NFT collection. Terry Urban is the artist and Street Lab is the platform. Check them out. Uh, we're really thrilled that they've sponsored us. Nick, looks like you want to chime in? Uh, no. All I'm right. say this point one <laughs> while Nick is pensive. Um, just on that point, Clemente, that you said, I think uh, what you said is spot on. But one of the takeaways of this whole period is like time and time again, we have seen the collections which just catch momentum and pump. And if, if you know, anyone can spend time just looking at the data, analyzing the numbers. And so when the next sort of pump comes around, you just essentially buy these assets. So they have proven time and time again. They go up, they come down, they go up, they come down. So you just buy them when they go down again. We know which projects they are. And so even if we don't see, you know, to the moon now and you see a huge retracement, it, it, it's quite clear that Azuki has enough of a community that it's an asset that you can buy later on and that it will go back up again. Great input. Uh, Clemente, any comment on that? Yeah, the, I, I agree wholeheartedly, Signal. I think that's a great perspective. The only thing that kind of frustrates me recently is like when, when things pump, they could just be pumping because of momentum. Right. What, what I'm like not understanding here for Azuki, for example, is like it could just be pumping because it's pumping. Like all of a sudden people start putting labels ahead of it like, oh, the two week anniversary could be coming up. And they start putting these narratives that mean performance risk that all of a sudden like could have nothing to do with it. Right. And I think that's kind of what I'm what I'm approaching here is like, hey, it could just be like Azuki hasn't shared anything that something's cool is going to happen with their one year anniversary. Don't buy into the narrative and keep like a, your, a steady kind of emotion going into these kinds of pumps. Love, love the take, Clemente. Love having Clemente on the show. Shout out to all the speakers today. Signal, Nifty, Nick, Kicks, Easy, Bunny, Spencer, Franilations, Clemente, and everybody else that joined and listened to the show. That's our show today. We run this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10, 15 a.m. Eastern time each and every week. Check out our newsletter, thenifty.com, T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y.com. Nick's going to tell you about it. Well, yeah, like uh, I saw like 10 of you sign up and that's just an unacceptable number. You know, that it's you, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> you should be ashamed. If you're listening in the audience right now and you're not on that list, just shame on you. <laughs> shame on you because 
I, how many times does one have to say it? You know, it seems like a lot. I have to say it a decent number of times and I'm going to, I'm going to keep saying it. So it's going to happen every day up until the big almighty drop that's coming mm. uh, at some time in the next, I don't know, next few weeks. So, uh, and then there's multiple after that. So if you're not on the list, get on the list. T H E N I F T Y. M O U S E. Make it kind of sounds like that when you're saying it. T H E N. No, it doesn't go. No, it doesn't. It, it do, doesn't follow. T H E N I F T Y. dot com. That's that's where you're going. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining. Uh, again, shout out to everybody that pulls up every day. Make sure that you sign up for that newsletter, and we will catch you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>